So basically, I think procrastination, you don't necessarily know you're doing it. Whereas a creative block, you do definitely know you've got it because it feels horrible. Do you disagree? Oh, interesting. Hello, and welcome to Izzy and Gina in Stitches, informal conversation about life in general and art and embroidery in particular with me, Izzy Moore, and me, Gina Ferrari. Before we get to our topic today, how are you, Gina, and what have you been up to recently? Well, I am feeling fine. I've got lots more energy, which is great. I think I mentioned I've been a bit tired this week because the dawn chorus has woken me up, I think, four or five nights running. And whilst it's absolutely lovely to hear, why do they have to do it at half four? (laughs) (laughs) Can't they just sort of have a lie-in and do it a bit later? Earplugs. Earplugs is what I use. Yeah, I suppose I could do. But it, it's woken me up and then I've not been able to go back to sleep, which has been really irritating. Except today when I slept all the way through from about 11 o'clock last night to half seven, which is brilliant. Well, that's lovely, though, to have a nice big long stretch it of is, sleep. yeah. So, as you said, I've got lots of energy. And I think last time we spoke, I said I was embracing the fact that I was winding down and I didn't have to be working hard every day. And, of course, since then, I've gone crazy. I've <laughs> finished paintings. I've tidied up my studio because... I'm aware I've got open studios in a couple of months and I've been doing dressmaking because I said I was inspired by the sewing bee and I've made two tops and a dress. Wow. <laughs> since we last spoke. Yeah. And I've had my second vaccine. Yeah. Feeling good. Excellent. <laughs> Invincible. <laughs> oh my goodness. You are a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. At the moment, it'll be different next time, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, how are you and what have you been up to? I am very well, thank you. I've done a little bit of sewing. I did one of my household projects. I started on making my curtains, but a bit of a side project. I didn't actually start the bedroom curtains. I made a blind for the bathroom for the same reason as you, really. I'm thinking, you know, this is too early for blinding sun to be coming through <laughs> the bathroom door. Sure. lighting up the whole of the top floor of the house really so uh, I've made a blackout blind and uh, that was fun and otherwise I've been drowning in my seascapes yeah, seen that <laughs> I've finally got into the stitching so I'm doing a lot of stitching a lot of filming a lot of editing and uh, I've just got seascapes all over the place and all the fabrics which I had lost which was alarming um, oh, we'll talk about this later with the tidying up. That's why I didn't talk too much about my tidying up. I think I'm going to bring that in. All right. Okay. A... <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. We'll get back to that. So, yeah. So, doing my seascapes and getting organized, except it's a bit touching on what I talked about last time with um, the way my brain works. I have to be very careful because as I'm writing it and filming it and editing, I start to do a lesson. I had all my lessons listed out and I thought I'll just work my way through. As I'm going through it, I'm finding out actually that needs to be two lessons. And so it splits. And it's finding that balance between having longer lessons with maybe a couple or three videos and some notes Mm -hmm. or splitting it into shorter lessons, which can feel then very disjointed. People have said to me they really like bite-sized videos and bite-sized chunks. Yeah, I think it's easier to deal with. Yeah, Mm. but having a lot of that can then look 
overwhelming and you lose the flow. So I'm trying to uh, stay on track with my brain and not split off in too many directions, trying to sort of hold it all together, but at the same time as breaking it into bite-sized chunks. Sounds good. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be good. and Excellent. And I'm really looking forward to uh, when it's all ready, but it's uh, taking a while. Yeah, I'm just at the very last stages of my From Inspiration to Stitch course. I'm, I'm filming the sixth module and I'm sort of about halfway through and getting quite excited. That, but still trying to watch them who are on module four. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Keeping track but of everything. I've had the idea now that I could release individual modules as standalone lessons. So I'm now going back and editing the first one and redoing some of the videos and things for that as well so it will stand alone I saw that in your newsletter and I thought that was a jolly good idea yes because if people don't think they're interested in a particular artist then they don't have to do having said that I had a lot of resistance with people when I said we were going to do a module on Tracy Emin oh right and a lot of them said oh don't like her don't like you know not keen but yes you know we'll go with the flow and do as we're told and then so many of them said oh wow when they started it because I think people judge somebody like her on her persona and what you see as this sort of rebellious sort of person and they didn't know much about her childhood which was abusive and all sorts of other things and how that has led to her very personal work yeah and so all we took from that was let's put something personal in our work and so you know I think it's about having an open mind isn't it yeah that's interesting so if that had been a standalone unit as it was when you first created it yeah I don't think people would have done it no because I was going to say when you were talking about splitting things up I did a zoom workshop the other day I thought oh a little bit of training on how to do zoom workshops would be brilliant but mostly what it's about is doing short bite-sized things yeah and the idea being that actually rather than committing to a long course people would quite like little bite size sign up for a zoom workshop just for an hour hour and a half learn something really um, tight just one thing and uh, learn how to do one thing and then go off and then maybe take several of them with you so we started off with our first courses then you went big with your long course yeah I'd had some short ones before Christmas though little bite-sized ones before Christmas. yes you had little bite-sized yeah. ones yes and I've been thinking I want to do a longer course but now I'm thinking actually also is there a place for tiny bite-sized courses but we're getting off track now totally um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> didn't we do this one about online teaching yeah yeah, yeah we did. But, no, I suppose please. while we've touched on the subject it would be useful to know from people listening what they prefer yeah what type of courses they like to do yeah mm-hmm. because you know let us know and we'll tweet what we do to suit maybe maybe <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to know isn't it yeah it is good yeah yeah, yeah. right um yeah so that's me basically and like you, I am getting up early as well. Good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but then you've got to stop working at night as well. There is that. Yeah. I, I mean, I get my... up early, but mm. I, I switch off by after tea time. That's it. <laughs> we have been making an effort to eat earlier. Right. And um, the bedtime bit is still not wonderful, but it's a work in progress. Good. Better. It's better. Right. 
shall we crack on then with yes. our main topic? Would you like to kick us off? Yeah, so creative block. And I've written down, does it actually exist? What is it? So shall we start there? I have got a definition that I found. All right, start with that. So one said it is a barrier to inspiration and someone else, someone else had said it's an inability to access one's internal creativity. Oh, that's very deep, isn't it? I yeah. thought it was a bit deep. Yes. Yeah. Um, so can we. So I, I think I agree with both of those because yeah. I have suffered from creative block the last few years. I think we mentioned this when we were talking about blogging. Um, I really wasn't feeling creative at all and um, for me it just felt like I had absolutely no ideas at all I really if I wanted to create I didn't even know where to start um, and I also generally suffer from procrastination and I think this was definitely a creative block and sure. not procrastination yeah I mean I guess I do it's not I wouldn't say I've suffered with creative block. I mean, we all get those days. And I, I guess when I mentioned last time, I'd gone into the studio for a day and thought, I'm really going to do stuff. And then I had an entire day and I, I'd filmed some stuff and I had done things, but I didn't feel like I'd had a creative day. And at the end of it, it, you feel really flat when you have a day like that. And I think I've had those days where I feel I've got a completely free day today. I don't have to do any work. I don't have to go out. I can just go and play and be creative. And then you sit there and you don't do anything. Yeah. So I guess... That's how I would define it. Yeah. yeah. And it's horrible. It feels horrible. So I think just to dispatch with procrastination as well, because it, it's I think it's different. And I think that creative block or not knowing what to do, it feels horrible. Whereas procrastination, you, you know what you have to do, but you're mostly unaware that you're procrastinating. You're not necessarily aware of it. Or it's a way of putting off what you have to do, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas creative block, you're very aware you have it and it just feels awful. And I think, yes, it's this sort of barrenness, I suppose. There's just no ideas, just sitting there going. However, I think there's also a place for procrastination in unleashing your creative block. Oh, I don't want to unleash. So it's like a product. Well, this is something I've been reading a couple of these little books by Austin Cleon. Oh, right, yeah. We did the Steal Like an Artist book. And they're really full of like little sound bites and they're easy to read. And he actually says there's such a thing as like a productive procrastination. So you can't think what to do. You've got this creative block. So choose to do something else. And that can be, okay, I can't do this. I'm just going to go for a walk or I'm just going to scribble in my sketchbook. And so you are procrastinating, but it's productive. Yes. And that can actually unleash that creative block so I think there's a place for it yes yes, and I think that goes with my definition of what a creative block is or what creativity is really creativity and not being creative creative block so I think that a creative block is about not being creative or not doing things that support creativity so I think going for a walk supports your creativity oh yes so that is definitely not a creative block that's that is like you say a procrastination and not wanting to start or 
yeah so creative block I think is it's this sort of not being creative so it's actually a symptom of something else you need to look at the reasons why you're feeling blocked yes where is that block coming from it's like a barrenness of ideas isn't it so yeah yeah Yeah. and that's where there are different types of creative block so you know you could just have a mental block about doing it I just you know can't see beyond this blank page yeah you know it could be other things going on in your life couldn't it yeah you know personal life might get in the way you might just have too many ideas and not know where to start there's yeah that sort of feeling that feeling of overwhelm Mm. Um, particularly I remember this when we finished City and Guilds spat out the other end of diploma we had all these techniques all these materials and it's now what there's too many too many options too many things you've learned how to do and yeah just this feeling of overwhelm being pulled in too many different directions yeah, which I think is why I started the degree yeah. at the time, because I thought it would give me some focus. So I guess, yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that. And that, I mean, and you do, you go through a process. I mean, still even with the degree, you've got a topic. Yeah. And I think that's where you start. If you've got a topic, then there are ways of overcoming your creative block. and Find something that captures your interest, which is why yeah. something like going for a walk, well, going out as well doing other things um, when we can go into exhibitions or even going to the cinema or reading books or you know watching a film on telly or listening to music going for a walk going to visit a garden so we went to Wakehurst Place a couple of weeks ago and um, yeah just it's sort of like filling that well isn't it giving you something to draw on having some input absolutely and you know you need all that to then want to do something but I mean I also think just it goes through ebbs and flows and it's about embracing it sometimes as well and just accepting that you're not going to be creative all the time you can't be can you no no and I think yeah because I think there is a definite cycle to creativity so you know it starts with what are you interested what's caught your eye what's what's interesting and then you know sparking ideas maybe so classically it would be doing sketchbook work wouldn't it or um, with textiles stitching some samples and trying various things um, getting your thoughts down in some sort of visual form and then it's creating going into that creative phase where you're making whatever or painting or or writing that piece of music and then when it's finished perhaps if you get to that point then it's that then it's the reflection phase sort of looking back and you know and that pause for breath that rest yeah I think that comes in natural cycles in life anyway I mean it was like I was saying at the beginning you know the last time we spoke I just didn't feel I wanted to be sewing or painting or doing anything I wanted to be in my garden and so I embraced that and yeah now I'm looking and thinking oh my seedlings all right because I've neglected them this last week (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah but doing yeah. but doing that that then sort of fills up that well again of yes, your your does. energy and your inspiration and then before you know it you'll wake up one morning and boom you're off again yes and I think that's a natural flow of life that you do that and yeah but I think if you fight it that's when creative block is a problem isn't it yeah I was just gonna say it's being aware of that and thinking actually 
I've worked really hard or I've done so many things. I'm going to take some time out. It's just I'm not going to feel bad or beat myself up for not being able to do whatever it is I feel I should be doing. And I think that can be another thing as well, comparing yourself to other people or how other people work that can stop you exploring your own ideas yeah it's a road to nowhere yes yeah isn't it what louise fletcher calls her compare and despair compare and despair yes definitely (laughs) i mean it is it's just not helpful for anyone is it so no no yeah something i've written down as is creative block and i've put a wall that we erect to protect ourselves from failure so it's not an excuse that we're using because I don't think, you know, an excuse sounds something deliberate and I don't think it is that deliberate. But, you know, this fear of failing, of not being able to produce something wonderful can stop people starting, can't it? Yes, I know that from experience. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that is a sort of creative block as well, this yeah. fear of not being able to. And I think that's where that's another danger of social media as well. If there's this feeling that we should always be sharing what we're doing once you start to get followers on Instagram or whatever, there's this feeling of needing to keep showing people things that you're doing. And if you're not doing something, then there's the pressure and it just gets um, worse and worse. And that's Um, when you need to switch off from it in some ways, don't you? Yes. Well, maybe, maybe you need to switch off or maybe you need to look at your so basically how you're living your life I think because if like I'm I'm coming to believe that creativity is a decision and a priority you know if you want to be creative it should be a priority there should be something in your day that is either supporting it or where you're actually doing your doing your thing so no matter how small and so If you are continually sort of engaged in it in that way um, or be just aware, you know, I'm going for a walk because blah, 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 then there would always be something to share because it's all part of your process in a way. Yeah. I mean, there's so much overlap between these conversations because, in fact, when we were deciding what we would talk about this week and it just suddenly occurred to me, I I don't know, I've, I've lost what it was that triggered it but it was something about social media and this need to always post and what do we post about and and that was something I put a question on my Instagram account saying do you find it interesting when I put pictures of myself and what I've been yeah. making because of the dressmaking and I got such a response to that mostly from people saying yes we want to see a little bit of everything because it's all part of that creative process yeah and I think that struck a chord because it was something on Art Tribe where Maybe it was Louise Fletcher again who said, oh, if she sees pictures of people's puppies and what they've had for dinner, she just skips past. She's not interested. But I thought that is very much her then, isn't it? And her personal view. And you've got to do what feels true to yourself. And that's all part of that creative process. Because personally, Um, I find it reassuring to hear from people who are struggling. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. So, you know, you're not the only one. Yes. Yes. And who are saying, sorry, I've not been here for a while, but, you know, I've had nothing. Um, that that is reassuring and I think it's about being kind to yourself and realizing that you know things go in cycles and you can't be um, being creative or, or productive all the time but it's also about 
making that commitment to yourself as well. Yeah. If this is important to me and what I want to do is important to me, then I need to learn to make it a priority in my life. Oh, yes. Yeah. And other things that are going on. Um, so like one of one thing, I mean, for me at the moment, I'm not creating anything for me this is always my my moan my whine the in the <laughs> evening I think I haven't done anything for me because I've been creating right. like I've been creating the course or editing or I've been cooking which is great you know I like to have home cooked food but I haven't expressed something of myself in I don't know some sort of artistic way don't you think that's another state of mind, though? I, I mean, I, I think I, I, I probably shared it on social media, a quote from Helena Bonham Carter. Ooh. I find, I'll find it where she says everything she does in her life is creative. So you've got to accept the cooking is creative. and it, It's being kind to myself yeah. and saying, yo, hang on a minute. That's all part of it. But also at the same time, if. I, in doing all these things, if I can't then have just five minutes for the thing that I say is the most important to me, so like just five minutes of just doodling something or just writing down some ideas or, I don't know, just having a little play um, with some coloured pencils or something, then something's out of whack somewhere, maybe. Yeah, whilst I like to do all that sort of thing, it's, I think if I've picked up a book and read a book, yeah. and I always read at some point in the day, or if I've spent half an hour chopping vegetables and thinking about other things or listening to a podcast, that yeah. is all part of the creative process. Yeah, it's all part of the input, I suppose. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. So it's, yeah, be kind to yourself. <laughs> Don't beat yourself up because you've not worked in your sketchbook for you. No. <laughs> because everything. It's about accepting that everything is feeding in at some point. I suppose so, yes. Yeah. yeah. I but so. I, I suppose what I'm getting at is I am very bad at, because I am a procrastinator, so I do tend to do all the chores first. I am very bad at carving out time that is mine. Right. And sticking to it. So I don't, I just don't put the time in to the things that, I might want to do because I'm a procrastinator. Right. So then because I haven't put the time in, there's nothing going on. So then that source of ideas, that well of ideas isn't there. Like, for example, when we went to Wakehurst Place, I did some sketches and I started painting them as soon as we got back because it was right. like holiday Monday. And I finished them yesterday. You know, it was two weeks ago. But and that's it, okay. It took five <laughs> minutes to do. But, but that is okay. I think that's yeah. okay. I think you're being really hard on yourself. <laughs> because you can't just be sort of churning it out constantly. You've got to have that no, balance. And... It, wasn't, it wasn't so much a case of churning it out because doing it was actually very relaxing. Sure. It's about taking that time to do something relaxing. Um, and I'm, that is, I suppose that's what I'm getting at. Making it a priority. Yeah. And because that sort of thing to me is relaxing. Stopping and actually reading a book. You say, you know, you read a book and it's part of your creative process. I don't really get to read a book until last thing at night. And I read about three paragraphs 
and then I'm falling asleep. So then, of course, the next night I have to go back a bit. <laughs> it takes I did me... that last night. <laughs> I got up this morning and thought, I've read two chapters and I was falling asleep. I thought, I can't actually remember what I read. <laughs> it takes me months to read books sometimes. because no, I do go through a lot. <laughs> I tend to sit perhaps for an hour after we've had tea and then I'll read other stuff. Yeah. Somebody said, that, how can you read more than one book at a time? I said, well, one's a novel that I read at bedtime that's relaxing and the other's yes. for information. Yes. Yeah. 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 And again, uh, it's about making it a habit, isn't it? I think that that is another thing I'm trying to get at. Yeah. It's yes. making it a habit, just making a ref- making it a reflex thing. And because I was procrastinating and because I have a hard time giving myself that time to relax, that time off, and because... I'm very bad at sticking to habits. I had that creative block for the last few years, really. Right. Um, And also I was distracted by other things that were going on in the world, um, some of which felt very serious. Yeah. Um, Some of them probably, I don't know. But serious to you and important to you. Yeah, serious to, yeah, and to my family. and, And so, yeah, it all fed in. So the creative block was a symptom of all these other things sure and that's why you know recognizing what the creative block is so you know it's a case then of your personal life getting in the way or other problems getting in the way and that's about also again what i was saying about accepting accepting that this is part of the process things will get in the way you won't be creative all the time and to get rid of that mental idea well this is it i'm never going to be creative again (laughs) Because I yeah. think that happens, doesn't it? Right. Oh, gosh, I've not done anything for six months. That's it. I'm never, ever going to do it again. That's the end of it all. Because that's not the case, is it? I think we can recognise that. And I think there is that feeling of particularly if you have done something that's quite good. Oh, yeah. And people liked. I've, I've peaked. <laughs> I've peaked. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I can't do that again. Sure. And I mean, I gosh, I recognise that. I mean, many years ago when I put these big life-size figures in the telephone box in our village and that was part of open studios and I'd done it as part of my degree we had to do something site specific I didn't know what I was going to do when I started so again and that's a sketchbook working through ideas and I've been sketching people on their phones and suddenly I thought oh people on mobile phones I'll put something in the telephone box and it got great press coverage and then I took it to London to the exhibition and, and hired thought, your telephone box I hired a telephone box to go in the mall galleries yeah it was a huge thing and after that I thought now what <laughs> better that and maybe I never have but I've stopped thinking about whether I've done anything since then but but you go on and do other things and different things and yeah. I think that's where the comparison with Instagram uh people on Instagram Facebook whatever that's where that can be dangerous as well looking at what other people are doing and thinking that's brilliant I've never thought of anything as good as that why haven't I you know why haven't I had a brilliant idea like that see people churning things out don't you week after week and you think gosh where do you find the time to keep doing this but yeah, yeah. again that's sort of where social media can be tricky I think yeah you just and mustn't compare and despair <laughs> no don't do it so I've kind of put where do our ideas come from or how do we overcome creative blocks so have you got tips for that well I think the overcoming creative block comes with what we've just touched on things yeah. like well two things filling the well going out doing other things absolutely yes doing the things that can support your creativity getting a good night's sleep um 
I don't yeah. know, going going out for a walk, talk, looking at a film, listening to an inspiring podcast, doing something that supports you and relaxes you and might inspire new ideas. And then the other thing is it's making that first step. Once you start to engage, I find once I start to engage with an idea and actually do something, so do some sketchbook, right. do some stitch, get started, then the ideas flow. Yeah, you've just got to do it, haven't you? Yeah. If yeah. I waited around for the ideas, nothing would happen. Um, I have to start, even though it feels, I don't know what I'm doing. And then the ideas come. What do you think? It's just do something, do anything, yeah. isn't it, really? And I'm, I think, you know, it's, it's like I say, it's like the writer turning up at their desk to a blank piece of paper. They don't just come down, sit down to a blank piece of paper and think I'm going to write a novel today. They've made notes. They've kept a journal. They've yeah. picked up on things that are interesting. And it is. It's like building a bank of ideas, that you resources that you can call on i mean my i think you know i'm i'm a great one for preaching it and not doing it but keeping a sketchbook and a sketchbook that doesn't necessarily have to be something that you just draw in it's postcards that you've picked up at exhibitions it's photographs of things that you found interesting and a note why and write in it and just make it a book of ideas that's for you yeah i've got on the shelf behind me i've got several uh they're a4 sketchbooks but i use them like scrapbooks Sure. So I've put in, I've got one that's based on nature. So it's cuttings from magazines, Mm. it's postcards, um, it's photos. I've got one of other artists' work that I like. Yeah. And so there's um, none of my stuff in there. It's not a sketchbook. It's just a collection of other things that I like. And every now and again, it's good to look through. Like you say, why do I like it? What do I like about yeah. it? Is there a theme emerging here? Sure. And that's that's helpful because, yeah, and especially that asking, that questioning, what is it about it I like? Why do I like it? Why does that make me smile when I see it? And and I think, you know, you, you put these things in and it's easy to forget about them. You've got to keep looking at them and yeah. revisiting. Yeah. I do think things perhaps like the 100-day project and those sort of little challenges can be helpful. Oh, I was going to talk about that later on. actually just briefly yeah I I mean I I do think perhaps sometimes if you're really stuck having a challenge or something to do can if you can stick to the habit of doing it well yes and no because I mean again I started the 100 day project last year I got as far as eight days of doing portraits and I got bored with doing self-portraits however it then sparked a whole thing on portraits last summer and this time Oh, I got further. I got to about day 20. But (laughs) I was doing these little collages uh, stitched into and I did about 10 of them. And they've actually resulted in what are pretty much finished pieces. Fantastic. I would never have done that. And then I stopped and moved on to something else. But it had the effect of triggering something. So I think it can be useful. Yeah. So it's a habit. And and having the 100 day project is a trigger for that habit, isn't it? Of doing something on a regular basis. That's what I mean. I know you said I'm giving myself a hard time about, you know, not doing something, you know, I've been busy doing other things, but it is, it is about having that habit of just doing something on some sort of regular basis, even if it's not every day, at least every other day or every week doing something, because otherwise you will just run dry. There won't be any ideas there when you need them. Oh, there will. There'll always be ideas. (laughs) (laughs) There will, (laughs) I promise. (laughs) 
that's another interesting thing, isn't it? About having that belief that there are enough ideas out there for everybody and that there will always be more ideas. Yeah, and not looking and thinking, oh, well, gosh, I wish I'd thought of that and somebody else has done that. You can do it too. You'll do it differently. They didn't do it how you would do it. You are you. Exactly. Um, Someone left a comment on my Facebook page. I can't remember what it was in relation to, but she said, uh, begin and the inspiration will find you. Yeah, that's a lovely one. And that's similar to that Picasso quote. It says, inspiration exists, but it has to find you working. Yeah. Oh, that makes me feel chastised. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. it's true. And you look at at artists like Picasso, so prolific, but he didn't have all these ideas just automatically at hand. He went and worked. He played with things. He he did some rubbish. And that's the other thing. You've got to be prepared to create some pretty rubbish stuff as well. Not everything you do is going to be brilliant. And that can be quite a hard one to get your head around, can't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You spend a day doing a painting or a bit of stitching and it looks awful. And uh, so, yeah. Which is a, another thing, social media sharing, etc. I think we'll yes. leave that for another conversation. <laughs> the other thing that I found, and this is what I found this week, I said I've been tidying my studio. Now, I always used to think of... Oh, I don't know what to do. I'll do a bit of tidying up as procrastination. Right. However, again, this idea of oh God, I'm going back to Austin Cleon again. You can tell I've been reading his book lately. <laughs> and a, a really good one where he says, you know, when you're creative and often you say I'm clearing up and people say, oh, you know, creative people need a mess. No, you don't need a mess. But you do have to be surrounded by your creative stuff. So it's no good going into your studio and doing a Marie Kondo on it and clearing everything out. You need stuff. But it's about knowing where it is and where you can find it. And I, I found the whole, I mean, I went into my studio with the view, people are going to come into here and look. So it's got to be stimulating. and Looking at it through different eyes. And so I decided I wanted to move some bookshelves along on the back wall, all by about six inches. But it meant having to take everything off and moving it and putting everything back on again. And that process was brilliant because, oh, I'd forgotten I'd put that in there. Or I'd looked in boxes. Oh, I didn't know I'd got that. And so that is another way of sparking creativity. You discover things and find things and yeah, and that's quite good. Because my charity shop habit, which has been seriously curtailed (laughs) over the last year, I would go to, I'd just do the rounds, go go up to the high street for something completely different. I think we touched on this before I think oh no I think I did on an Instagram post right (laughs) yeah I went out to buy two things came back with something really useful from the charity shop and also the sewing the sewing shop was open so I came back with lots of threads it's like oh this is interesting how did that happen (laughs) um no so I used to do the round of the charity shops and there was one in particular it had two enormous 50p bins and it was either one item for 50p or three for a pound right and you just never know what you can find and I find that having a rummage through and I find it might be something like a blouse and it had a tear in it so they couldn't sell it so it went in the 50p bin just looking at the fabric or the pattern I would start to get ideas it would generate ideas finding things finding these patterns these colors would generate ideas the problem was I would then go home um, put things in the wash and then they were you know processed I'd take off the hems and whatever and the buttons and then by the time I'd done that I'd forgotten what the initial spark was <laughs> so actually just before lockdown I had put together a little pencil case 
to keep in my bag with some postcards, some blank postcards, a print stick and a pair of scissors. Right. And what I was going to do, my plan was, if I found something, I was going to cut a little square of it. Right. Because also instantly cutting a piece out of it meant I couldn't then take it home and go, actually, you know what? I think I'm going to keep this and wear right. it. <laughs> put it in an overstuffed wardrobe <laughs> so cutting into it would eliminate that straight away and then stick it onto a bit of a postcard and okay. do an instant little collage of these fabrics that I'd found that were inspiring me and then also write a note of what it was that went through my mind when I found it but the key was I had to do it before I got home right as soon as I got it home I'd forgotten whatever the idea was I just came home with some more stuff. But then lockdown happened. So that idea never got off the ground. So I don't know oh, if that would work or not. So you could start again. See, that's, you know, I do go in charity shops and have a rummage, but that just doesn't do it for me at all. Oh, isn't that funny? It is. So again, and that's accepting we're all different, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, occasionally when I did sitting guilds, I'd go and buy a scarf. A silk scarf that had a nice bit of silk oh, or something love silk scarves oh yes. great missenden had brilliant charity shops in back in the day didn't they <laughs> good area nice quality stuff definitely yeah. Yeah. yeah because it's sometimes worth what well, it used to be worthwhile going up to tunbridge wells there's a higher class of charity oh, shop up really? there than down <laughs> or going down to lewis as well lewis oh, often has rich pickings <laughs> <laughs> We have any other tips for getting out of that creative block mindset and yeah. I think it is a mindset I think it's a mindset and it's also a decision and it's also about priorities and habits and acknowledging there is that cycle and whether we're actually being creative or whether we're doing something that is supporting us it's all part of that cycle and sure. as long as we're aware of that and what our decisions are and when we're deciding to do something yeah. else completely instead. It's about, yeah, making a decision and knowing that we're doing it consciously, isn't it? Yes. And this yeah. is what we have decided we're going to do. I can't think of anything creative to do. So I'm going to tidy up that bookshelf or I'm going to go for a walk and see if that sparks ideas. And maybe it will, maybe it won't. Yeah. But, Positive attitude. That's what it is. Positive attitude and not giving yourself a hard time. Yep. Because if you're feeling harangued, even if by yourself, you're not going to feel creative. No, exactly. If you're beating yourself up and feeling miserable and thinking, I'm never, ever going to do this, you're going to start believing it, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I've had this conversation with my youngest son, who is a musician, so many times. <laughs> you know, and I'd say, just go play your guitar. Just go play guitar. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Just jam for a while. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah. and of course, when he's in a bit of better place in his life, those things don't matter. No, exactly. And I think yeah. it's knowing when you're in a down that it's okay. It hasn't gone anywhere. You'll get it back again. You'll yeah. feel positive again and you'll feel creative again. Yeah. Yeah. Just gotta wait for it to happen sometimes. Yeah. And give yes. it time. Give it time and give it space. But also the give it the conditions to come back. Yes. Yeah. And that is about self-care as well, isn't it? And yeah. Allowing that time for rest. Um, yeah. Yeah. And don't listen to the birds at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I 
I can tell how something like that works because there was one day where I probably had about four hours sleep for whatever reason. And I, I went out and did some stuff in the morning. And by the afternoon, I just sat there and said, I can't do anything. I just listened yeah. to podcasts and yeah. Yeah. And I think it's about accepting that's okay because that's what I felt like. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. And like like we said before, you know, where are we all going? What's the rush? Indeed, indeed. Prioritising. Oh, I think we've covered that very efficiently again today, Isabel. <laughs> Hope so. I need to edit this smartish and get back to my my seascapes. To, oh, <laughs> yes. I wish I could just say I'll edit it this time. You're very welcome to. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know what you'd get out of it at the end. Though. <laughs> Okay, shall we yeah. think about any diversions and discoveries this week? Diversions and discoveries. Well, like I said, I was going to mention the 100-day project because it has officially finished. Oh, has it? All right, okay. Yeah, that answers my question. Did you keep going? <laughs> no, no. And you I answered didn't. that before. No, No. sorry. Yeah, I've got stepped in there. No, I, I, maybe I got to about day 30. I can't even remember. I lost track. And some days I did loads. <laughs> Yeah, and that is exactly what I was going to say. So I peaked on the day that I did something like 47 collages for the Jane Davis course I was doing. That's cheating to do half of the 100-day project (laughs) in one day. The thing is, though, I didn't like all of them. It wasn't what I was wanting to get out of it. So I did quite a lot. Um, I haven't, I've got a sketchbook. It's too fat to shut now. I need to change the spiral binding um, to you know or think of a different one like sketchbooks that are like that oh no it, it's it's ridiculous it, <laughs> oh, okay. it, it's not even 90 degrees it's you know <laughs> it's like a display book <laughs> it's a sculpture <laughs> it's a sculpture so I haven't stuck them all in that well some of them are stuck in but not all of them um so after doing that yeah I peaked and I just lost track so um I think a lesson learned from that is if it's going to come around again next year, which it will do, choose something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is key to it, isn't it? It's choosing yeah. something. That will choosing keep you going. the right thing. Yeah. So this ties yeah. into what we were just saying, doesn't it? About um, that creative habit. Whatever that small thing is that you want to do on a regular basis, make sure it's actually achievable. Have a really good think before you commit to it. Yeah, but then again, that my point I was making, does it matter if you don't finish it, ah. you see? No, but that's what I mean. It doesn't. It could be something like the daily thing is I have, I don't know. But it doesn't matter if you don't do 100 days. And I think that was my point. You know, if it started something. And then it sparked ideas, the job is done. Don't then beat yourself up because you didn't do 100 days. Yeah, what's more important, the number or the thing you were doing? The thing you were doing. Excellent. See, I, I, ver- I will very easily give up on something if it's uh, not doing it for me. <laughs> or if it, if it starts to feel like a chore. Oh, gosh, I've not done my postcard today. Or yeah, I, that's true. I'm to stop. Yeah. I'm to stop and move on. And it was fun. And I did enjoy the ones that I did. Okay. They, they were portraits again, and yeah. it's got me off on portraits again. So, yeah, it, yeah. I think yeah. it's about recognising. Yeah. And then two other things. Um, very, very quickly, we because we've been eating earlier and um, just sort of chilling and, you know, not working into the evening, we found um, there's a Prime TV series, which is just, it's a few years old and probably everyone else has watched it, but we've just discovered it. It's called Life in Pieces. 
and it's about an extended family and there's four mini stories in each episode and it is just really really funny and bite-sized talking about bite-size again yeah and it's just really good fun oh I've never so seen that. we can watch an episode with dinner <laughs> and it just makes us laugh and just switch off and uh, it's really good fun and then lastly I found a tip from a video I watched yesterday, which I want to put into practice. So you talking about tidying your right. studio. I, I want to, I want to get to mine now. So I want to get seascapes <laughs> done so that I can get, do some more decluttering. It's a speed decluttering technique. And it's basically, if it's not a clear yes, it's a no. Sure. You know, if it's a, oh, maybe, or I'll just have a, no, that's then a no. It's that that brutal. Yeah, see, I'm quite good at that, which is probably why the bits in charity shops that that might come in useful. I might use that one day. No. Oh, you're better than me. (laughs) Okay, you're already there. I've just discovered that as a possibly useful idea. But I think perhaps we ought to talk about clutter and stuff and what do we do with our stuff and things like that on another episode. I think we could probably talk about that quite a, a length. We probably yeah. could. Yeah. Right. OK. Anyway, that's me. How about well, you? Well, I didn't have anything written down. And then I thought, no, I have actually a little bit from what was inspiring me last time, which was the sewing bee. And I say it always makes me want to sew. And I found some fabrics in my decluttering that I already had in my studio. So I thought, well, I'm not going buying anything new. That's great. I made a couple of tops and then I found some fabric. I thought oh, there might be enough there to make a dress. So I've done that. And I've kind of taken part in this thing called Me Made May. All right. And it's been going on for about 10 years. It started by a blogger called Zoe and people wear something they've made every day through May and they put it on social media. Now, for me, the thought of having to post something on social media every day about what I'm wearing can't be asked, really can't be asked with that. (laughs) However, I thought, I wonder if I've got enough things to wear something handmade every day. So I did it for the first week and realized I'd done seven days. So I did a little collage on Instagram of it my most commented on post. Why am I making art when people are more interested in what I'm making to wear? But there we go. And I've kind of done it this week as well. Wow. Struggle a bit this morning, but, and I think, no, I haven't got enough now to go on for another, for the rest of May without wearing all the same things again. So you could wear them in different combinations. Yes, I can. And I, I probably will take a photograph, but I think this is where my, you know, this obligation to have to post something every day. And that's what put me off the 100-day project, this obligation to have right. to document it for other people to see. If it's just for me, yeah, I'm, I may carry on. I've got a hand-knitted cardigan on today, but nothing that I've sewn today. <laughs> yeah, what things were included in your... Yeah, well, I had various different tops. I had more handmade stuff than I imagined, but I've, I've stuck some knitted stuff in as well because I think knitting's handmade. I've got handmade necklace on. Does that count? Does. yeah definitely yeah. that's that's sort of what I was yeah. getting at yeah. I mean yes yeah, set your own rules can't you just because somebody else has made rules you don't have to follow them but that's me <laughs> so yeah and I, I guess I've been inspired but I know I've mentioned Jill on here before because she is a great dressmaker and she wears fabulous yeah. outrageous dresses and yeah she's just an inspiration and I'm seeing her next week which is great we've actually arranged a, a proper meetup outside which <laughs> Yeah, although I think from Monday we can actually go into a restaurant, can't we? Possibly, yes. Anyway, yes. I've got to take my mum yes. to Ely for an operation on her hand and wait around to pick her up and bring her home. And Ely's about halfway between us, so we're meeting up. Perfect. Exciting. And I know she always does Me Made May and she's just wears something brilliant every day. So 
it kind of encouraged yeah. me so that has and why it's been a sort of a bit of a diversion for me and something good is because it's actually made me think about what I'm wearing every day and I've kind oh, okay. of done my hair and I've even some days put makeup on and oh my goodness I've taken the same pair of stud earrings that stay in my ears constantly taken them out and worn different earrings and things like that so I've actually and it's actually made me feel better than sitting in same old leggings same old tunic tops that I've lived in for the past 18 months as has everybody haven't they because we've not not gone out so dressing up actually has made me feel better and the warmer weather when it has I mean today it's a bit of a drizzly day I don't know what it's like where you are it's not too bad at the moment yeah but finally there's a little bit of warmth in the air it does seem to have been a long time coming this year it's late yes Yeah. yeah and that does that lifts my mood and then being able to wear different clothes because finally you can wear t-shirts wear different things and blouses not you know woolly jumpers indeed I had two layers of jumper on the other day because I was so cold yeah I've actually put t-shirts on this week which is yeah short sleeves arms out well (laughs) dazzling white (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) that won't change during the summer speaking for myself there yeah me too Done. I think we, we done. are done. Yes. Okay. So thank you for listening. And if you've enjoyed it, please do consider subscribing and so that you don't miss an episode and leave us a review. It all helps people to find us. So share, share, share. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. I don't think we've decided what we're talking about, have we? No. A surprise. Uh, so in the meantime, you can find us at the usual places, isabelmore.co.uk and ginaferrari-art.co.uk. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye bye. So, what's your problem with procrastination, Isabel? <laughs> I saw that last night. I thought, oh, you're shouting at me. No, no, I'm not shouting. <laughs> capital. I said, she sent me a message with capital letters. <laughs> Mostly, it's for me. Right. <laughs> to tell myself, don't go off. Don't. Just. Okay, don't go off leave. on one. Leave it, leave it. Thank you for listening. If you like the music, it's by Ixon and you can find it at soundcloud.com slash Ixon and the link is also in the show notes.